pandemonium reigns. Do not let Alabama beat you twice. Volunteers travel up to Lexington, Kentucky this Saturday, ESPN at 7 o'clock kickoff. We've got an over-under of 51 and a half. Points will be scored. And we've got a line at Tennessee, minus three and a half. I'm not going to say this is a must win. I'm going to word it like this. It's a, you better not lose. I like how you worded that. I couldn't agree more. Um, for 2023, not to be a total throwaway, it's a pretty much must win. Um, as bad as I don't want to label it that against Kentucky, uh, Tennessee should win this game. That's going to be hard for me to come off of that. Um, they're just not playing great right now. I know Tennessee is playing iffy and, you know, on and off and inconsistent. And, you know, I don't know what Joe's going to be like after his best game as a all, but Tennessee should win this game. Good. Should, but that minus three and a half tells me Vegas is calling it a pick em. I mean, I do. I mean, you don't think so? Because it's because no. it's at Kentucky? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're saying Tennessee would win by seven at a neutral site is what they're saying. And, you know, it comes down to, it comes down to a field goal because of home field advantage. Or I guess I guess what they're saying is that that Tennessee would win by around 10 at home is is the way I take it. I reckon when I see something around a three-point margin, I'm just going to call that a pick em. I don't care where it's at. That's I fair. Mean, that's that's fair. That's pretty fair. The thing that blows my mind right here is the ESPN FBI. Have you just see, have you seen this? Seventy point eight percent in our favor. Yeah, that's that's bananas. Um, I, I just don't know, man. I don't know what to make of the FBI. Obviously, it was correct about Tennessee, Alabama, um, and it was closer than it's been. You know, a lot of times, obviously, um, this thing's right and this thing's wrong a lot of times. I mean, it's just tough. The analytics game is is brutally tough, but that's a that's a wide, wide margin when you consider how Tennessee's played at home or away from home. Excuse me. Yeah, 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 yeah. For, well, uh, fill in the blank. Any team on the road in the conference. There you go. Yeah, I mean we've we've talked we've beat that drum to death. Uh, road teams just aren't playing well. Kentucky's not playing well in general. I would say. Um, I mean, at least against Texas A&M, Tennessee's defense carried the the absolute load in that game. They should be able to get to Devin Leary quite a bit. I mean, this offensive line is – they went heavy in the transfer portal, I, I believe, because of how bad it was last year. That just always doesn't turn things around super quickly. The defense should be able to carry the load in this game, I feel like, unless the offense absolutely melts now. Well, judging by how the entire season has unfolded, there it's just been so well. Didn't see that coming. Didn't see that coming. I mean, going into previous Saturday, Milrow was sacked twenty six times, and we thought we were going to live in the backfield, and we didn't. And we didn't. So, they, uh, do I agree? They, they certainly didn't after half. Yeah. Do I agree with you? Yeah, I think we should get to him. I think we should get to him. I mean, I think. Uh, a possibility for five or six sacks is is right there on the table. Do I think that's going to happen in actuality? No. Um, <laughs> I think um, who shows up? What, what Joe Milton do we get? You know, I, you know what? I have I have some concerns written down. I, I, 
with the way this conversation is going, we might as well just go ahead and and jump right into it, and we'll we'll pick yeah. back off off some of these things. Um, so here's some of my concerns. Ray Davis. Ray Davis is a concern of mine, uh, just because he's a load. All right, he's what five ten, maybe six foot. I know he's around two fifteen ish. I don't know his exact exact frame, but you're all over it. it. Yeah, five ten to sixteen for ESPN. Yeah, yeah. If, if we tackle like we did against Trevor Etienne. <laughs> then that then that's then that's a problem. If they can do a, if they can do the thing where uh, they cut our defense in half by maybe running some stretch zones or finding ways to get the ball in the perimeter, I'm I'm a bit concerned because I think that could get allow him to get north and south uh, in the a gap. Um, other concerns that I have are: can we convert on third down? They are atrocious on third down. They are so bad. I believe they are 13th in the league, and they're only a hair above Vanderbilt in in that compartment. Uh, so if you can convert third downs, you know, I like the odds. What I don't like in that whole context is what are we going to call? What are, <laughs> what are we what are we going to do uh, if that goes to fourth down? I have no optimism. There's there's been nothing on the table for for any Tennessee fan to go, oh, fourth down, we got this. There, there's nothing there. There's absolutely nothing there. Um, <clears throat> another concern I have is can we get back to running and running well? Can we can we get back to the Texas A&M, you know, what, what, what we did against those guys? Because this is a physical – they want to beat you in a phone booth. They Yeah, Kentucky wants to be – they want to be Georgia before they – I'm sorry, Alabama before they adapted with Lane Kiffin. They want to be kind of Georgia currently a little bit with, but even it's even more old school with run, 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 set up pass or set up play action. To to what you just said, Kentucky is twenty seven of seventy one on the year on third down. That is thirty eight percent. That's absolutely atrocious. They're one of four on fourth down, which let's not even talk about how bad Tennessee's been on fourth down and and any short down and distance this year. It's, it's not pretty. Um, it can't be much better. Um, but yeah, I mean. We we what we really need, Hopple needs to exercise some of these do- demons that he's had in in short yardage calls, short yardage situations. With I think the offensive line can execute better. Even even you know, so what they know what you're going to call, block somebody, push them off the ball like you've done at times. That's that's what I don't get is the play calls are very similar to what they are when we're just running the ball, when, when we're just calling a run play, and then you know sure. It's it's obvious sometimes what we're going to do. It's going to be a shovel pass. It's going to be a dive, whatever, yeah. or a delay, like we did against Alabama. Blow somebody yeah. off the ball. Sure. Well, <laughs> halfback delay. I, I got no hope in that. I, I, not not in fourth and short situation. None. Um, but it, I think it's going to be the tell of the two bads, like the the two of the not goods. So you've got a Kentucky yeah. defense who can't get off the field when they get third and long or get third down period. Like they're just they're just not good. Uh, which tells me there's a real chance we could be staring at a lot of second eights, second nines, second longs, um, because they're apparently much better in first and second down. <clears throat> you need to convert third downs. You need to convert them um, early. Uh, you don't need to put put our defense in a situation where they're on the field a lot. You need to be able to move the ball. Um, and I, I think that that it's really, really important that you do what you did last week uh, in the Alabama game, and 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 let Joe get hit, and let him get hit early, right? Because he seems he seems entirely different after that first hit. He came out. I want to say it was a speed option. It was hard to see from our angle, 
but he drops his shoulder and the style of play we saw from him from the rest of the game was almost like he'd settled into it. Like he'd got the hit out of the way. I don't know if that's the case for him, but we can't, we can't afford to have a Austin P Joe Milton, a Florida Joe Milton. I mean, we can't afford that. So, uh, Convert third downs, put drives together. I don't know that the big plays are going to be there just because they haven't been there all year. I mean, we've what we got squirrel white 39 yards Saturday, where Mel Keaton had a 29 ish yarder, 30 ish yarder, something like that. Um, so that's a that the, those that's my I think that's my biggest concern along with Ray Davis. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, I'm just Kind of as you're going through these things, I'm I'm looking at the team stats and, and it's it's actually pretty crazy. Both teams have allowed 86 yards of sack yardage. Uh, Tennessee's allowed 12 sacks. Kentucky 11, right there, dead even. Time of possession, Tennessee is 25 41 on average. Kentucky is 27 something on average. Mm. And penalty yardage uh, penalties, Tennessee's got 56 on the year. Kentucky's got 54, and there's a total of nine yards different. Uh, in the penalty yardage, it's 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 freaky how much some of the the team characteristics are there and they're dead even. And you know, I still feel like these teams couldn't really be more different because of Tennessee's tempo when they want to use it when they are using it. Uh, because for Kentucky, it's a one man show when it's when it's in the run game. Mm-hmm. Tennessee can throw you the quarterback; they can throw three backs at you, and then some if they really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Kentucky's clearly got the receiver advantage, but it's just not working out in the pass game for him this year with Lee and Cohen back and more weapons than they had when he when he tore it up with Wondell Robinson and Will Levis. I mean, those things don't add up. Right. Their game with Missouri still just perplexes me. Obviously, they've had a bye week uh, to try to flush it out of their system. It just it's it's crazy. There's there's so many similarities. I mean, the things that don't add, don't add up for Tennessee were the big plays. Where's the downfield pass? For Kentucky, where's the pass game overall? I mean, it's it's a disaster. Um, it, it's just it's uncanny how many things are are really lining up between these two teams. Yeah, I'm with you, and I think that's a whole other narrative that we need to talk about. That is Devin Leary. He, I mean, we talked about it in the off season. That was a transfer that you and I got really worried about, really concerned with, and that yep. has just proven not to be a factor for them at all. He has been. So his best season is obviously 20, 2021. I think he was in the 30 touchdown range. He had somewhere between four, five, six picks. He had a stellar season, obviously dropped off last year due to injury. But on yeah. the year, he's got a 54% completion percentage, 14 touchdowns, seven picks. Just not the Devin Leary that I think Kentucky fans or anybody else in the SEC was anticipating for Kentucky. Yeah, you, they're just – it's weird. I mean, think about what Florida's getting out of Graham Mertz at times uh, when he's really on, when their offense is clicking. And then think about the player that he was at, you know, Wisconsin. Wasn't bad. Wasn't going to go, you know, throw for 400 usually, and he's doing that on occasion at Florida. Mm-hmm. Well, Devin Leary, man, I was – you know, frankly, I was scared of it coming in. Uh, me too. I was like – I was always saying, you know, why didn't Florida go get him? Why didn't Alabama go get him? You, you name it. I was saying, why didn't – why didn't Tennessee <laughs> – Go get him. I mean, seriously, I'm, I'm dead serious. For sure. And, and Joe Joe completes 8% more of his passes, as inconsistent as he's been. Obviously, the short pass is a factor, 
yes. not nearly been the same factor that it was in the last two games as the, the, the previous two years. I mean, it's just it's, – it's not there right now. They're not yeah. doing it. They're not trying it. Right. And, and Devin Leary completes 8% less passes than Joe Bill. Think about that. Yeah. 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 I mean, wow. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody. I mean, I would if you if we're guessing this in the preseason, I'm 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 telling you that Leary is going to have a better year than Milton. I'm just a hundred percent, just because I like I like I yeah. like Devin Leary a lot coming in. He does have two more touchdowns, but he's also got the three more picks. Uh, their leading receiver is is Barry on Brown, which is uh, frankly what should be happening. He's he's electric. Or, oh, sorry, it's Savion Robinson. I was going to say uh, yeah, who, yeah. who who also is you know he's absolutely. Uh, a possession receiver at worst, he can absolutely move the chains on you. He he could and should be used to me. A lot of the ways that they use Wondell Robinson, he may just not have that that extra gear or that extra factor that that Wondell had. Uh, but they're they're a puzzle. And and again, I'm just going to repeat it. Both teams are. It's it's a battle for which five and two team is going to get six wins first. There's so many things that line up, and, and both these teams have just played puzzling football for much of the yeah. year. Yeah, I mean the trajectory that Kentucky is on right now is certainly not a positive one. Absolutely not. I was I was anticipating better for them, uh, but yeah, Larry not doing not doing. It's not that he's bad. I mean, the numbers are what average, I guess. Average. You yeah, know? they're very very uh, average. He's just certainly not living up to their uh, expectations at all. Uh, I think in, so. So my concern, my last concern, is is on Devin Leary because how many times? Tell me if you've heard this before as a Tennessee fan. You know this quarterback's not doing well. Yada yada. Insert backup quarterback, or you know, said person has their Heisman moment and it came against us. That's the stuff that scares sure. me because we know he has the potential to right. We know he's we know he can do it. You know, he almost potential. Yeah, yeah. We know he can do it. Um, what Leary shows up on Saturday, you know, does does he finally have this breakout moment? There's parts of me that says, well, it's it's game eight. If he hadn't done it by now, then surely not. But you know, I'm not going to go so far as to say that <clears throat> we are Kentucky Super Bowl. I'm not going to say that, but they hate us. I mean, they they, yeah. they, they loathe us. And Stoops Absolutely. has uh, Stoops Stoops I think has recognized the rivalry. Um, I think he knows what it means, and and if I'm a Kentucky fan, I trust him to translate that message and do it well. So I think that we're going to get hair on fire, Kentucky. I think we're going to get that. Look, man, we we absolutely there's there's not a scenario where we shouldn't. They're on a two game losing streak, coming off a bye. Now the bad part is that they've had two weeks to think about a meltdown against Missouri. That you get up fourteen nothing at home. And you lose by seventeen. I, we're gonna, I mean, hate to mention it again. That's terrible. Yeah. You know, if you had mm-hmm. you've had two weeks to dwell on it, so how do you respond? And right. absolutely agree. They should know the the importance of the game, what, what it means to the fans, how bad they hate us, all that stuff. You just said I couldn't agree more. Um, I just think there's a Tennessee's played a tougher schedule at this point, with the exception of Georgia. There, I mean, they've lost their two. Losable games, if you will. Yeah, they beat Florida in impressive fashion. Uh, that Florida couldn't stop the run whatsoever. Um, and, and Tennessee's obviously played two of the you know two very talented teams, Texas A&M, Alabama, going to Florida, which you know could have played a difference in their game with Kentucky. Um, it's just who knows. I mean, honestly, the, I understand why it's three and a half because how could you possibly say more for either team? I hear you, and I can. I think I can make a similar argument for us. 
it's it's not the fact that we lost last Saturday. It's the fashion in which we did it. I mean, we had a meltdown. I mean, we blew yeah. a, we blew one heck of a lead. A thirteen sure. math math thirteen point lead. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which we had. I'm not going to say we had no business in blowing a lead. We had no business in blowing it the way that we did. I mean, we 100%. just we we found no points in the second half. We put no drives together. Uh, we're, which is the polar opposite of what we got in Gainesville. Like it was, it was just, it was just mirror opposites of one another. So um, I don't even know how almost how to talk about this because who's it, it feels like 2007 in, in some ways, like what, what, what's going to happen next? You know, I mean, last year there was at least a consistency from week to week. We know we're yeah. going to put points on the board. We know we're going to hit the 35 marker, right? We we know yep. we're going to hit 35. Now we're looking at back-to-back weeks, and we scored 20. And we've, I, we, don't, we don't blow the top off. We don't know if Joe's going to have a night where he throws well and we can run, or if we can't run and, 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 and he throws. I mean, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? And say what you want to, UT fans, but Kroger is – uh, interesting to know your thought on this. A little underrated this time of year, seven o'clock kickoff. I mean, whether the team understands this rivalry or not, the fans do. So there's just a lot of factors. So many, so many uncertainties. I'm, I'm not really sure. I feel good about it. I guess I should say that. I feel good about. I, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm, I'm going to predict us to win. Right. But there's a lot of things where I'm going, I could see this going south real fast if this happens or if that happens. I mean, what they have the formula that Florida does, that Florida did against us. They have the potential to do that. All right. Play us in a phone booth, put long sustaining drives together and and knock us out off the field real quick. Put another long drive together. I mean, so I got I'm optimistic, but I have a handful of concerns. I'm just still totally with you. I'm, I mean, agreed completely. They they do have the capability. I'm also not going to say that they'll do it. Um, you know, interesting point that you just mentioned about the Florida the Florida reference. Uh, Florida dominated time of possession in ways that we've seen Tennessee get dominated in time of possession. For example, the last trip to Kirkerfield. I mean, I think mm-hmm. it was literally like three quarters to one, Kentucky. Yeah, uh, Tennessee's yeah. obviously different. On, on the whole, if they're averaging 25 minutes of possession per game, I mean, that's different. And yeah. obviously there's some there's some factors there with the clock running when you pick up first downs. I mean, it's still going to – it's it's changing things. It, it is. But yeah. I think the ultimate recipe, the ultimate recipe for Tennessee, there's, there's obviously multiple. Um, but I think if you can get Joe running aggressively in the ways that we've seen him do in the second half of Texas A&M, the first half of Alabama, he didn't get his number called as much in the second half against Alabama, so I'm not going to totally hold that against him. Um, if they can combine that, that with the actual true running back run or option plays, whatever, get Jalen right back going, I think that's a huge recipe, and I think you can find success that way. I'll agree to that. I'll agree to that. I want to put it into perspective this way. Let me ask you this question. Here's It's going to sound like blind optimism, all right? Let's say for whatever reason Joe is hurt in practice today. Can't go on Saturday. 
how optimistic are you feeling come Saturday with Nico? Man, if the receivers were playing better, I would I wouldn't change much about my opinion on this game at all. Or that's my was healthy. That's my point. That's my point. Um, so I think it'll, so, so. Words stupid hard today. Does that mean it? There's that much of an impact in the trenches. Is that what we're getting at, or is it that the fact that Kentucky's just got this downward spiral going on right now? I mean, you know, what what do you think are are contributing to those thoughts? I mean, my like I said, my concerns are receivers, man, and I just don't know at all what to think. You know, they're thin. They lost two NFL third round picks. They've got nothing out of the transfer portal in Dante Thornton like they thought they would. Look, the buzz was largely coming from the staff and the excitement that the staff had from him. Sure, the fans were jacked. I mean, look at him. Sure. Look at his friend. Watch him run. Yeah. yeah. But it's Ramel Keaton not holding up his end of the bargain like he always has since sure. he emerged for, for Tillman last year. Squirrel's doing his thing. You can't really knock Squirrel, I don't think. I mean, I, like, like I've said as well, like everyone's seen, I do think we're being defended differently. I think we're getting a lot deeper coverage at times, and it's it's tougher for us to to take advantage of the downfield game that way. Mm-hmm. But but I could probably count on my times on, on one hand, excuse me, the times that we've ran a switch route and completed a pass. That was the staple last year. Switch yeah. route, switch route, switch route, whatever. Hot Tillman, I mean, whoever was out there switching, yeah. switching the release. Yeah. Where's that been? We did it for a touchdown against Alabama. Yeah. And again, we were sitting, you know, with with some obstructions in our way, and and we can't see the whole tw- the you know the whole twenty two film or anything like that. Where is that at? I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't. I don't. Frankly, I don't know if that's Gullish leaving. I don't know if it's the guys that you left. A combination of all this, because I don't think it's. I don't think it's the uh, the wide receiver coach. Uh, I don't think it's him, Kelsey Pope. I mean, look at what he got out of the guys last year. Yeah, yeah. You heard you heard about the work that that Hyatt put in to to reach the the crazy numbers that he did. Obviously, yeah. Hinton Hooker's a major factor. Who knows what yeah. Hyatt would have through seven games this year if he was here? Sure. Yeah. Um, but I know that there's just very little chemistry playing out as the games unfold. I mean, some drives sometimes it's an entire drive of bad. Sometimes it's a play here or there, but it's just not adding up. It's it's not what we've seen for so long. I mean, the only chemistry we're seeing is Joe and Squirrel. Couldn't that, agree more. That's it. And I mean, and think about the time that, that how long Ramel Keaton was a, a wide receiver two slot, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the bench with Joe, you know, Nimrod yeah. last year. Yeah, he was he was thrown with Joe. And and look, Nimrod, again, I think he's promising what he's what he's shown. I think he should be targeted more per game. Absolutely. Sure. But all these guys have have thrown with Joe for have have caught with Joe for a long time, yeah. And it's just not it's not looking that way, right? So I mean, I, th- I think you raise a good point. If even if you look at this Nico scenario, not Joe gets hurt, whatever, the storyline is the same. So I think you're making a great point. Who steps up alongside Squirrel? Absolutely. And if that can happen, because if you're, if you're Kentucky, you're looking at this going, we're gonna load the box, right? I mean, I, I think that's what I'm doing if, if I'm them. I'm, you know, Joe, yeah, great game last week, but that's about it for the most part. I mean, it's about yep. it. So 
can he do it again? So we're going to load the box and 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 find out, right? And we're going to have a marker on him, you know, ready to. Uh, we're prepared in case he takes off running because we're, we're probably going to see that coming. But I'm going to load the box. I'm going to. You're not going to beat us on the ground. We're going to we're gonna make you make you throw it, and we're gonna we're going to uh, keep eyes on Squirrel, and we're going to try to take him away because outside of him. There's not much there. Yes, Romel Keaton leads you in touchdown catches. But look at the look at the reception difference. 39 from Squirrel to 19 from Romel. Now, you could should add 21 catches total for Romel Keaton and two more touchdowns. Minimum, minimum. Should. But but you know, perfect, perfect comparison there. Jalen Wright has well over you know, he's leading the team by a long shot. He's, he's clearly running back one. He's got yes. one touchdown. Jabari's got two. Sampson with six, thanks to the Virginia game, largely. Yeah. Uh, Joe with four. I mean, that's, you know, still, it's just not adding up for Keaton especially. Yeah, yeah. So, I think we've made a roundabout way of saying, who's going to step up? Can we really say what's going to unfold? Who the heck knows? I sent you this tweet uh, as we transition a little bit. I want to I want to reference this uh, because I found this statistic to be mind-boggling. All right, so this came from Chris Marler, who I've recently found on social media. Like this guy, fun fact: he says under Josh Heupel, Tennessee is seven and one coming off of a loss. They average fifty-one point eight points per game in those eight games and have an average margin of victory of 38.3 in those seven wins. Tennessee plays Kentucky this Saturday. All right. So I wanted to know what those were. I wanted to know what that seven and one record was. So I went back and, and did it. The good news is record wise, he's fantastic coming off of a loss. All right. So here are the wins. 2021, we lost to Pitt. turn around and beat, Tennessee Tech, 56 to nothing. Okay, whoop right? 2021 Florida, lost to them in the swamp, turned around and beat Missouri, 62 to 24. A little more impressive. 2021 lost to Ole Miss. This is the loss, turn around and lose to Bama. Uh, lost to Bama, 2021, turn around and beat Kentucky, 45-42. So that's, that's an impressive one there. 2021 Georgia, turn around and beat University of South Alabama, 60 to 14. So this number, you can kind of see where this is going, is a little, uh, little deceiving, a little misleading. 2022 Georgia, lost to them, turned around and beat Mizzou 66-24. Uh, 22 South Carolina, turned around and beat Vandy 56 nothing, And then this year, lost to Florida, turned around and beat University of Texas San Antonio 45-14. So are there some good ones in there? Uh, yeah, sure. The Kentucky win after losing to Bama, a couple of Mizzou wins. Other than that, you're talking about Tennessee Tech, South Alabama, Vandy. I I saw that statistic and I was like, man, that's that's really impressive. gave me gave me some uh, gave me some hope, gave me some confidence. Then I actually saw what it was. I'm like, okay, well, I I do believe that to be a little misleading. Yeah, it's a little misleading. Uh, the impressive ones for me, for sure, Missouri and Kentucky because those were road games, of course, uh, in 2021. Um, I. You know, I've, I've kind of given some numbers along the way this season, and sure, it's going to factor into my prediction in a minute, but you're not going to need 50, 60 points to win this game. There's not a chance in my – there's not a, any path in my mind 
that Kentucky scores 40 without severe breakdowns, pick sixes, you know, you name it. There's not a chance that this offense does that to me because they've managed 13 against Georgia, 17 against Mizzou at home. Yeah. Those were back-to-back games, of course. Yeah. What, 30, 33 against Florida? And they did it all on the ground. I think yeah. it was 33 I saw earlier. You're not going like to need that. those 50, 60 points. So go execute. Look, go execute. There's still so much on the line for the season that we've talked about, mainly in, in form of what bowl do you want to end up? If you want to go to the Music City Bowl, go yeah. fool around in, in Lexington this week. Yeah, yeah. No, good point. Um, the the good news is that 9-3 and three is obviously still on the table for us. Um, you have to win that one or this one in order, I think, to, 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 to reach that goal. Cause at this moment in time, I think we're both going to say, you're not beating Georgia. You, 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 I don't care where that game is played. Knoxville, the moon, Venus. I don't, I don't think that matters. So you gotta, you gotta win this one, right. In order, in order to keep that nine and three. And we're talking about uh, like previous episodes, nine and three and eight and four. That's the, that's the line of disappointment. Um, Going into this, going into the season, I predicted this to be a loss. I didn't like where the bye week fell for uh, Kentucky. I mean, they're on it now. Um, had two weeks to prepare for us, as you've mentioned, but I don't like that Mizzou loss. I don't like it. Uh, so I'm going to swap my guns here. I'm going to I'm going to hot route, call a change. I'm feeling much better about this one. I. The landing on the final score has been really, really tough for me. All right. Um, I think you're going to see something like 31, 26, 31, 24, something like that. So uh, for the sake of it, I'll find some middle ground there. And I'm going to say 31, 27 balls. 31, 27 balls, you say? Yeah. I got you. Yeah, I think so much of this, again, is – what is Jalen Wright's stat line, or you know, you name it? What does the running backs stat line look like coming out of this game? I give me like one fifty, which has been well below our average. Obviously, we didn't reach that in Tuscaloosa with the backs. You know, if yeah. you give me some Joe mixed in that, I'm feeling great. Okay, yeah. Um, I think that's that's truly the driver of this game. I go back to Texas A&M; they were allowing eighty four per game coming in. Kentucky does not have that interior defensive line. I don't care what they have behind it. They do not have that interior defensive line. They don't have the interior defensive line of Alabama. They are not those teams. They are not bad. They are a exponentially better program than they were 10 years ago, probably five years ago, although they did pretty well in 2018, still lost Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Go run the ball. And and Joe, just give me keep, – keep building. You, you played a much better game in Tuscaloosa. You do mm-hmm. not have to be the hero. I don't know. I don't think. Give me something like that, and I think Tennessee wins this game 35-24. We both picked for us to go score over 30. How surprised are you going to be if we don't hit a 30 mark? Uh, I won't be utterly shocked or anything like that. I think if Kentucky exceeds that 24, I'll be pretty disappointed. Just calling it like I feel right now. You're saying if Kentucky scores more than 24, you're you're disappointed on behalf of the defense. Well, I mean, it's- yeah, unless unless they just unless it just turns into some 
shootout that I can't even possibly imagine coming. That I would be pretty disappointed. I'm gonna tell you right now, if it turns does turn to a shootout, I don't like it. I don't. Uh, well, I don't mind it that much with with Leary throwing half the interceptions that he's thrown touchdowns and his completion percentage. But I hear you. I hear you. I don't. I don't think I we don't, want that with Joe. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't like that pressure on Joe. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't like either. On Joe. Um, and and I th- I could see it being a shootout where we're just running. You know, maybe we're running at will, and and our run game is breaking long runs, and they're doing it every you know every which way. I just don't see that coming. It's it's not great that Kamal Haddon is going to be banged up or who knows maybe out. That's not ideal. Yeah. But the way that Leary's throwing the ball, you should be able to find a win this way. You know, insert Judy Lolly, let him keep doing his thing. Maybe Slaughter gets back to some of the best ball that we saw from him last year. He knows these receivers uh, clearly because he, he he about murdered one of them last year in the red zone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you know, let it let give him some of that. Find ways to win. I'm looking at the pass rush. I'm with, I'm with you. Give me three or four sacks minimum. I don't I don't see why you couldn't with the competition that Kentucky's played. I don't I don't see why you couldn't. So yeah. do those things, and I, I think you find a path to victory, even if it's a little less ugly than Texas A&M. Not not as ugly. I don't I don't know how 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 much I like that, but if it's in that region of games, win it. If you're a Kentucky guy. Are you calling this a revenge game after the way last year was just kind of? I mean, we sh- we shed their blood on the wall. I mean, I don't think I'm that optimistic. Um, I don't. I'm, I don't know if I could call it a revenge game because they've just lost to us in two totally different ways. They should have beat us in 2021. Uh, we should have been. Uh, well, let me think about this. Last year we played Alabama, UT Martin, then Kentucky. I think in that order is is what what it seems yes. like to me. Yes, and we showed no signs of overlooking them. We absolutely murdered them. We they scored forty two the year before. We held them to six the next year. Levis threw three picks at least. He was getting harassed all day. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just I don't I don't I don't see much that I like outside of Ray Davis. Even the receivers, as as much as I like them, they're not doing what they should be doing to me. So I'm sure there's obviously some. Blue colored sunglasses, and as much as mine are orange right now, yeah. Uh, but I don't. There's just not many things that I can find that I like for Kentucky trying to remove the bias. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you, man. I hear you. Well, we both got Tennessee coming out of this one. Uh, that'd be big, big for us because you got a you got a trending Mizzou. But we, I'm not gonna say we get a bye week before them, but we do host UConn. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Tennessee fans, you need to cover your ears. We've, we've lost homecoming nights before. 2008, lost to Wyoming with a Hall of Fame head coach. So, um, I'm not gonna call this like a blowout or anything. I'm not gonna, not gonna do that. I do like that it's UConn. I do like our potential to do some big things. Um, so I'm liking the way that part of the schedule unfolds. But this is a big one. There's a, there's a lot of, a lot of gravity and weight in this one. Not a must win. But you better not lose it. All right. 100%. Uh, well, that's going to be it for today. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh, real quick before we hop off here, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Lauren Foster, in the real estate business with Keller Williams. Been doing it since 2018. If you're looking to get around the Lake Lanier area, she is your girl serving Forsyth Hall and Dawson County, member of the KWC Million Dollar Club, meaning She's really good at getting you into your dream home. So make sure you hit her up. 
Her information will be in our bios on the podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you to our sponsors. Make sure you hit like and subscribe. Again, continuing to go all because or go grow because of you. We thank you so much for it. Mike did a fantastic job on the last episode, holding down the fort, riding solo, talking the destruction of North Carolina and Clemson. Woof. <laughs> yeah. Woof. Woof. Hey, Tennessee fans, it could be worse. You could be a Clemson fan. Hey, got him. You could be a Clemson fan. Could be a whole lot worse. We're going to predict that Tennessee goes into Lexington and does what it's supposed to do. I'm going to say this before I hop off. I won't be surprised if it's a blowout. won't be surprised if it's a close win. I will be surprised if it's a Kentucky blowout. Like if, if they come in and they just kind of run sack through us. But Looks like you uh, agree with me on that. We love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. Let us tickle your ears. God bless. Go Vols. Yep. Pandemonium reigns.